Wow. So, you know, after that big, huge season finale, I mean, boy, how, how long was that? Like in, it seemed like it was an hour, hour and a half. Do you remember how long it was, Brian? I mean, it, was, it just, it, it went was on like forever. an hour and 40 something minutes, but man, how much fun was that? It that was, was a lot of fun. So great. Yeah. But here we are doing it again. Like we promised you, we're doing the knowledge drop this week and we're going to be talking about episode three of the Falcon and Winter Soldier, which was aptly named Power Broker. So I honestly had, uh, I, I enjoyed this episode. I don't think that it was the best, but I did love seeing Zemo again. And the fact that it was written by Derek Kolstad, who is the writer on John Wick. I mean, oh. if you see those 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 action sequences, that they were brutal. explains the dance scene. Okay, got yes. it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And Madripoor and all of that stuff, all of the motorcycles and the weapons and and people getting uh, like javelins thrown at them. Yeah, and uh, you I know. guess I wish I would have done some research before seeing this episode because no, this is beautiful because well, because. Uh, it's knowing that a John Wick director did it explains a whole lot no, about no, no. the style. He wrote it. Oh, he, he wrote, wrote it. it. Excuse me. He wrote it. Explains a whole about the style of this episode. So, Tony, uh, yeah, but you, you but you're saying that there was no style to it, right? Or are you saying you didn't like the style? I mean, I'm kind of getting a sense that there's some negative vibes here, Brian. Uh, why why don't you kind of just have at it? Uh, I mean, boy, this is this, this is interesting. This was a different type of tone. For me, to me, this was out of a six episode series. This is the mid season uh, um, episode. And let me tell you, I think this is probably where they saved some money because there was <laughs> what there do there were some huge set pieces no, what do you mean the set pieces but not dude madripoor was i mean that was a well, that was one, huge in budget one it's magicor and i have a note oh, on magicor is it magicor what so magicor is a mutant city and i thought maybe we we're going to see some mutants uh was it magicor or was it madripoor i thought it was madripoor Am I wrong? We'll have to look that up. But Magicor Magicor is a mutant city. And I thought maybe they were going to introduce uh, some mutants uh, in this this episode. And I got kind of excited about this. But uh, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's where a lot of mutants hang out. It's very popular in the New Mutants uh, comic book. And that's where it was introduced. But anyway... Back to the episode. We yes, didn't back see, to the episode. We didn't see a whole lot of special effects. You know, we didn't see... No, but we saw brutal fate. I mean, we, we saw brutal fights, and I thought that that was entertaining. Yeah, that's entertaining, and that's great, but there was just a lot of things. Like, we didn't see any flight scenes. We didn't see Falcon pop his wings open. We didn't see, you know... No, uh, but Cap we saw Sharon Carter... We saw Sharon Carter come back and kick some ass. I thought that was kind of cool to see her back in her role and just basically handling business. Yes, she handles business like no other. But you can throw a punch for free and not (laughs) have a flight scene that will cost money with special effects. So (laughs) your engineer who did some research says it's called Madripoor. Madripoor. See, I was right. But that being said, though, going on to what you're saying, Brian, though, this kind of reminds me a little bit more of the Netflix Marvel, where it kind of got a little more hand-to-hand, more grassroots, where it's very intimate versus the scale of MCU. Does that make any sense? 
No, that yeah. makes complete sense. Yeah. And that would explain kind of where the writing comes from. I, I mean, if it's John Wick, John but, Wick was about I, those, those close-ups, those, those, uh, he made the action more fluid and more, um, what do I want to say? More intimate, if you will. Wayne, can you look up? Um, I, I, I still think it's the same city though. It's kind of like a mutant, um, stronghold type, type city. In the well, I know books. in the comics. I'll look that, it up. Stand that, by. That, Thank you. Sir. I know that Madripoor uh, is where uh, Wolverine likes to hang out. Yes, correct? he does. Yes. Okay. Um, but anyway, um, going on to the special effects, I just thought it was kind of you know lackluster. You know, there were certain elements to this uh, episode that I had issues with, and I understand that they need to keep the story moving. Breaking Baron Zemo out of prison seemed pretty easy and yeah, i was I so surprised on how quickly sam became on board with it you know knowing who this guy is knowing that he caused civil war um essentially he killed um a wakandan king you know and, yeah. and sam just being okay we'll work with this guy <laughs> Wayne, what do you got all right so you are you are correct, Brian. It is Madripoor is a basically it seems like an Easter egg reference to the mutants. So you are correct. Awesome. So maybe we'll see that come up again in in a future show somewhere down the line. Mm. But well, um, I mean, they're laying the groundwork there. So it, so I I kind of had issue with you know here Sam was supposed to be a Captain America, Mister Boy Scout, Mister Goody Two Shoes, and just okay. I'll trust you, Bucky. We'll work with this terrorist <laughs> and we'll break him out of prison. And I was like, what just happened? And then we find out that in, in Civil War, I don't believe it was explained on how rich he actually is. But he has a private jet with a with a butler. Is he like a like a bad Bruce Wayne? What is well, this? Well, he guy? says he is a baron. Right. And they call him Baron. And Oh my gosh, we see him with the purple mask on. I did not think we'd see him with the mask on so quickly, and I was glad to see that. But then, on to my point of just letting things kind of happen really quickly, Sharon Carter. We knew Sharon was going to be part of the show. We saw it in the trailer, and I love the fact that she's part of this. She's Agent 13, and like Tony said, she is a badass. She can kick ass, but... The last I remember seeing her in the MCU, she was training to be an FBI agent. When did she get burned and has such a hatred to our government? And now she's kind of like an art dealer, you know, like, like what the hell happened? You know, so well, maybe, maybe that's a ruse. Maybe that's uh maybe she's a double agent. We don't know. You're right. We don't know. But then I just like, you know, like here she was, she was, she, she made, she made a point to mention she stole Cap's shield for her, for him. She stole Sam's wings back for him to take down the very guy that they're working with. And yet she's just like, okay, because these two guys say it's, he's cool. We'll go back and work with him again. And I'm like, what is happening right now? Well, okay. Well, but so. you know, I, I see where you're coming from. I can see there's a lot of confusion going on. One of the things that I wanted to point out that I thought was completely bizarre, since we're going to go be going that route anyhow, 
why did they need him to go back into the winter soldier mode? Didn't, didn't in Madripoor, did they not get the news that he's been like in, he's on probation and he's all this and he's all that. How do they not know in the underworld that the winter soldier is now Bucky Barnes and he shows up <laughs> in Madripoor and he, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Why did Zemo go no, with that theater? I, I completely disagree with you, Tony. I'm sorry. Why? Well, here's the thing. Um, do you think, Bucky, James, goes on social media or uses social media and say, hey, guys, I'm back to normal now. That's Post right. update. <laughs> He's Mr. I'm still fucking 1940 or 30-something who doesn't know how to date someone. He's, he's, he doesn't have a social footprint. Yeah, but if you're in those circles and you are inside of all of that, it did, did not Zemo know that he had been converted? Well, no, no, there's Zemo, which is different right, from Zemo. people at Madripoor. Well, because Madripoor has kind of been in his own isolated land to me, or I almost country. See Mad- but word God Mad- would have gotten Madripoor out that is like Wakanda. You know, it's kind of like this off the map type place. Yeah, I get that. No, word. If you're no. in those evil under realm, underworld type of environments, you're good. Word gets out, man. People just like to talk. They like to talk. Hey, did you hear the letters? Did you hear the latest about the Winter Soldier? Did you know he's back as I, Bucky? They would have been talking about I, that I, shit. I gotta be the honest fact with that you, he was on there. That yeah. was actually my favorite part of this whole episode was seeing Bucky go back into Winter Soldier mode and and but really why? Kinda, there was no reason for it. He there is needed to show muscle. Yeah, Baron was trying to flex his muscle. He's got the smiling tiger and the Winter Which, Soldier. Okay, that, that I thought yeah. was stupid. Okay, right. I'm sorry. Yes, I did too. Why did they have to make him look like a pimp and everything? Right. I just say it didn't make any sense. And even Sam, and, and you're you're telling me again, you're going into Madripoor, and you've got you've got the Falcon next to you. You've got one of the Avengers next to you, and nobody in there knows who the hell Sam is. It He's just didn't make any on. sense. Well, to be fair, Sam has know. gone to places, you know, leading up to steps where no one recognized him, even in street clothes. Uh, true. He true. doesn't have his wings. He uh, honestly, he's the he is the B tier, <laughs> B team of the Avengers, right? And let's uh, face yeah. it too. Usually, he shows up with Captain America. And who, where's your focus really at? It's on Captain, not on Sam. No, no. Yeah, Captain, but when you Captain see America's him, ass, but dude, that, then that brings up that question. Then if 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 these two are in the same room, you have Bucky, you have Sam, in Madripoor. <laughs> I don't understand how people just did not know who these people were. Well, anyway, no. I, I, mean, I, get, I get, I'm getting away from that. But no, 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 the, no. I want to, I want to address that real quick. And I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to interject. Is that with, especially with Bucky though? How many people do realize or were exposed to his transition from being the Winter Soldier to who he is now? True, because he did. He was on the. He was on the DL. But he was, I, on the I, DL. But, he was in Wakanda for how long? Right, and then he got blipped. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So was it the white I, I don't wolf? know. I just didn't buy it. I just didn't buy it. I just so you have the you white know, wolf and the, Zemo and the shows up. Tiger <laughs> with Zemo. <laughs> I don't know. I just it was one of those questions where I felt like, wait a second, why did why are they going through all this this huss and fuss for for nothing? I mean, it just it seemed over over the top. For you know what seemed over the top? I could be what Zemo being in prison for so long. But he obviously is a guy with connections. You know, he's he's traveling Bruce Wayne style in private jets with a butler. Nobody reached out to him and kind of, I don't know, bailed him out. You know, I I, I don't know what the logistics are, but everybody just seemed to kind of let him stay there. And yeah. it just seemed kind of weird. Yeah. 
And then I also, what about John Walker? We finally get to see his true roots starting to come right. out. Captain this guy's A-hole. all about. Now he we is can Captain. Call him yes, that. Captain Ahole. <laughs> he earned his title this week, That's Captain right. Ahole. I mean, he's just pissing people off. He's just going in there with a blunt instrument, just beating the shit out of people, right. thinking and that that's how you get things done when you know that relationships, talking, um, uh, and building rapport, that is how you do things. That is the way that Steve Rogers did things. And Captain A-Hole is just doing the complete opposite of that. So, Are you telling me that Captain A-Hole wouldn't say, do you know who I am? <laughs> or don't you know yeah. who I am? Yes. Quick question with Mr. Captain A-Hole here. Do you think yeah. he's gone full A-Hole or he's go? You don't go full A-hole, right? No, I no think, he's I think not full A-hole I think yet. there's more levels to that. Yeah, there's. Two, we just saw right, the beginning of A-Hole. More. Yes. He is at A-Hole level one. Uh, I feel that we will see A-hole level 10 uh, by the time this is all said and done. So, and can we... And somebody, we've only got three episodes too, right? right? Can somebody I mean, explain geez. to me, what is the Flag Smashers agenda really now? Because now you have Carly blowing up buildings and like people in her own squad don't even really know what's going on. They're like, what? There are still people in there. You know, here she is. She's she's playing in the courtyard soccer with a couple of village kids, you know, and then she goes in and they're about to take over this building and then she blows it up you know unbeknownst to the people she's actually working with so like what is how many agendas is she is she working with here i think that she's trying to use the terrorism angle to get the press and the prestige if that's what you want to call it the headlines she's trying to 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 make something big so that they are now the center of attention and they can put themselves in some kind of power. Um, and, and you do that through stupid shit like terrorism attacks. Right. Well, she had support of like local people thinking that she's almost like a Robin Hood type figure. And I think she's going to, but now she's going to try and up her game. I know. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, you know, this, this show to me was all over the place. It was just all over the place. And it was just like, it kind of felt that way. It, there was, they, they touched upon so many things. And then we didn't even talk about, um, the, the, the samples from the scientist, uh, that he oh. got and he isolated the, the serum from, from Isaiah, Isaiah yeah. Bradley right. and, uh, it we took even, his blood. Right. So that was just like a small part of this episode that was just kind of thrown in the middle. So there was so much happening, you know, in this mid-season episode break, you know, that the the last three episodes have got to tackle now. And I just feel like we're in for a fast ride. I think that they saved some money on the budget with this one because the last three episodes are just kind of going to kind of go nuts. You know, this is the, the, you know what the funny thing is? I'm not seeing that clear kind of narrative that WandaVision had. Right. I know I hate to bring WandaVision into this, but... WandaVision to me, I, you know, we told people up front, listen, you need to watch this because it is going to evolve into this. Winter Soldier, I'm kind of getting that sense that you, that you have, Brian. It, it seems it seems like it wants to make a bunch of points, but it just doesn't know how. Hey, we're going right. to bring up race here. We're going to bring up patriotism. We're going to bring, right. bring up PTSD. We're going we're gonna to deal with all... We're going to do a breakout. It, it just... It's having, I think, an identity crisis of all things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This show is not... It's not really feeling like it's it's coalescing. Um, maybe my, my mind will be changed by episode six, but right now, I'm kind of where you're at. I'm seeing it being... I, I basically am looking at this like it's like a um 
you're throwing everything on the wall to see what sticks. Yeah, and I feel like there are some things that are going to be explained well, and some things that the, we're just going to be left kind of either filling in the blanks on our on our own or or just just not talked about. And it, it just seems like too much for a six episode series. Yeah, and and they needed maybe a little bit more time, a little right. bit more effort. Uh, and maybe having the, the writers all in one room to kind of figure this whole thing out. I, I don't know. It's just, it's very odd. Wayne? A quick question for you guys. At what point during WandaVision did you realize that this, there was a theme or a thematic story arc? Because, you know, I know it wasn't until probably what, four or five episodes in till we feel like, okay, there's something happening here. Yeah. So are we giving Winter Soldier enough time as well? I got to be honest with you. I feel like I knew more about WandaVision going into it more than I know about Winter Soldier. And so I was always on board knowing that it was going to end in this longer arc and knowing um, more about Wanda's characters and the, and the story of the twins and vision. um, I already had kind of that back knowledge and I just got to speak for myself. Um, So I was never, questioning on on where this might go now i was questioning on who might be mefesto you know and i think we were all wrong but uh the storyline kind of always stayed true but on this one i just kind of feel like we're all over the place and i'm not really sure what direction they want us to go in yeah and and it seems like every episode we're getting a different bucky or a different sam i I don't feel like we're getting the same character the same characters, I should say, in, in each three episodes. And I think that that's what my issue is right now, midway through. Maybe I'm not giving it enough credit. Maybe I need to watch it all as a whole. But right now, I think with Wanda, we firmly established who those characters right. were. We were sticking with these characters. Even in this wacky television universe, it was making sense to us. And then uh, the the core was always Wanda and Vision. Right. That was always the core of this. And this doesn't seem like the core is always Falcon and Winter Soldier. It seems like everybody else. And then look, you know, when uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier are just kind of going along with these people. It, it doesn't seem like they're the fo- the true focus that they need to be. And I think that that's, I think is what is lost on this uh, series so far for me. To be honest with you, and I think maybe this is a little bit on layman's terms, I kind of felt like the series was going to take, was going to explain like the friendship between Sam and Bucky without Steve and why Sam should be the next Captain America. Yeah, and, and maybe talking and, and working through that together right. to figure out at the end who's I going to be I the- wanted to believe that Sam was going to be a, a, a Captain America, and right now I don't. I, you know, like, you know, yeah. if he's going to act like this, he should have given up the shield. Now, granted, Captain A-Hole shouldn't have it, but neither nope. should Sam. Maybe give it to Bucky, I don't know. But um, I thought that this show was going to touch it was going to convince me on why this guy should be the next captain and work on their relationship throughout uh this as well so you know i'm still kind of holding true to that I, you know there's still three episodes that could change my mind but that's going into the series that's what i was hoping to see you know i actually thought the first episode was probably the strongest Yes. For me, anyway. I agree. Because I felt like we were getting a sense to know who Bucky was. Uh, you know, that's what I think is missing. We're not seeing the progression of these characters. We're 
the first episode gave us this promise of like, hey, look at what Bucky's going through. Look at what yes. Sam is going through on the on the personal it aspect of things. was going through their PTSD and their loss, where Wanda Vision was going through their their gr- uh, grief and tragedy, and it yeah. stuck with that theme throughout the whole show, where they touched upon. PTSD and loss in the first episode of Falcon Winter Soldier, but I feel like that's kind of losing its steam a little bit. Yeah, it's 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 nowhere to be found by the third episode, and it's just I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not I'm not discounting it right now, but right this very second, I am. Uh, this is the weakest. I think I feel like you're on the same page as me. You know, uh, yeah, for, this wow. <laughs> because when so, we first started, okay, well, I didn't with think that, so. <laughs> let's 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 let, let's. Twisted Tables, have you watched the Loki trailer by any chance? Oh my goodness. So let me just tell you, right from the get-go, when Marvel first announced their whole Marvel lineup, Loki was the series that I was most interested in seeing. Me too. And me too. Just seeing the second trailer come out just reaffirmed it. I was so excited. It looks like you're, it's going to be a nonstop adventure. I love the addition of Owen Wilson you know, on the cast and the banter between uh, Loki and him uh, throughout the series, just in the trailers, looked entertaining. And I cannot wait to go on that adventure. I just can't wait to have my mind screwed with because you know that that's where they're going with this. You're right. That's trailer for two minutes. That has been the highlight, I think, of Winter Falcon uh, and Winter Soldier. <laughs> so true. <laughs> and there's one part of this trailer that says Loki's saying that I'm not going to backstab you. And he's like, I know every minute of your life. You know, like that's not yes. what you do. <laughs> so you know that he's going to backstab him at some point and he's going to go off on his own. Well, you he know, calls through- him, he calls him the carpet. He goes, you've, you backstab people like 50 right, times. Right. And I'm just like, I cannot wait to see that. I want to see what kind of havoc he's going to, uh, to ensue. I want to see what kind of trouble, you know, Loki is the God of mischief and I want to see him be the God of mischief. But it looks like you're going to have to put up with some magic in order for that to happen. So <laughs> there, there is your Sophie's choice. There's your issue. That's what you're going to have a hard time dealing with. But what is it? June 22nd, June I think it comes 11th. out? Oh, June 11th. Yeah. Uh, I was close. Uh, June 11th cannot come soon enough for me. Me but, neither. Uh, I l- uh, that trailer is the highlight. The highlight, I think, so far this week. Wayne? I do have one last Falcon and Winter Soldier question for you too. Do you think we'll see Sharon again? Yes, and I think that she is not who she says she is or claims to be right now. I think there's something more. Uh, there's a little something deeper there. We've just scratched the surface. I don't know if she's playing a role. I don't know if she's a double agent. There's going to be something that plays in, but at this point, I would rather just see Bucky and Sam. And focus on them, and everybody else can just go suck an egg. I I I just want to see them work their through, through their issues in a superhero MCU type of environment. But we're not getting that with this series. To but, be fair, like you mentioned, we only got a little bit of that a little bit of that when it was on that plane flight away, right? right when yes. Bucky and Sam had that conversation, and we were like, "Oh, that's what we want more of." Exactly. So I think we do see Sharon again at the very end because Sam has to make good on his promise on clearing Sharon's name. I think we see him clear her name at some point where we'll either see what she does with it or or whatnot. Yeah, but anyway, do I care? No, not really. (laughs) 
I guess I guess that's going to wrap up this episode of the Knowledge Drop. Um, as always, thank you for joining us. I don't know if you agree with us or disagree with us. If you have any kind of opinion, feel free to send us an email, info at thenowledgeofnothing.com. Let us know your thoughts. And uh, thank you, as always, for listening to this. Before we uh, get going, Wayne, do you have anything? Nope, I'm good to go. Brian, do you have anything? No, these knowledge jobs are always a lot of fun. We can't wait to do it again. All right. And uh, like always, until next time, y'all, we'll see you then.